Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the show for intentional business owners and curious minds looking to combine the inner work and outer work to create a life, business, and career that feels deeply fulfilling and wildly aligned on all levels. We're your hosts. I'm Shay. And I'm Mariah. We're two business strategists passionate about rewriting the rules to success in a way that combines both strategy and energetics. So this podcast started with both of us being in the online business world, craving more deep, meaningful, and transparent conversations. So we decided to come together and create a space to do just that. Our guest interviews highlight cool humans doing cool shit, chasing their dreams, and going down their own rabbit holes to create a more sustainable and fulfilling life in whatever way that means for them. We see this podcast as everything that people won't share on social media. We don't give a fuck about highlight reels or proven frameworks. We love getting in the weeds, asking the tough questions, and doing the work to create a life and career we love, all while committing to ourselves and our personal growth. Because only through that lens can we truly create a lifestyle that feels good from the inside out. Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast. Are you ready to trust the nudge and let curiosity guide the way? Because we're excited to shake shit up and live outside the box with you. Is my audio okay? I just want to double check. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good all day. Wonderful. Mercury retrograde is in fact ending. Okay, Um, cool. Let's get started. Okay, we are so excited to kick off season four with a banger of an episode. Mariah and I had our friend Adriana on who specializes in a lot of things, but her main zone of genius is all centered around human design and public speaking. And she's just a really cool human. Mariah and I have been, since we recorded this episode, um, it's it's really just stuck with us. We kind of reference it constantly. We're so excited to share it with you guys. I've been really looking forward to getting it live. And as we were reflecting after the episode, we really noticed how much we've used human design to really influence our businesses and how we've been making decisions in our businesses. Um, I got, literally got into sales because someone read my human design chart and said, hey, it looks like you may have a gift around selling. And, and it wasn't that I didn't know that about myself. It was something that I secretly thought I was good at. And then having somebody like say it back to me was just like the validation I needed. Like, oh, I think there's something here for me. Um, I have this like defined, what is it? Gate, Mariah, gate 44. Channel. Channel yeah, 44. Yeah. The, That's full, all, the, the, the full channel. The yes. full channel. That's all around, you know, sacred selling and kind of um, just communicating ideas to the people. And, and that really was the validation I needed to kind of pivot my business and lean more into my consultancy. And, and Ryan and I were also just thinking about, you know, she's the best at keeping track of everything, but she's run the podcast through human design before. And whenever we've been reflecting on the branding and how we're going to, you know, um, move the podcast forward, we've been referencing back to the fact that the podcast is a manifesting generator. And we we kind of have been consulting the chart more as we're asking these questions. And it's been insanely helpful and also validating. It's like all those things we needed to hear about it. So long story short, super excited to share this one with you guys. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think that, and I mean, we talk about it in so many fucking episodes that it was like when 
I got connected with Adriana, which is funny because you'll learn in the podcast, she's a four, six manifesting generator. So a four being like her network is really important to her. And so how we ended up connecting is that our previous, like in a previous season, Michael Sype, we had a conversation about intuition on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. The dude breaks down intuition like nobody I've ever heard before. But anyways, Michael was like hanging out on LinkedIn and I think like through his network, which he's also a four line. And in his network, he came across like Adriana posted on LinkedIn about like, hey, does anybody know anybody that's interested in human design? And then Michael, who's never been connected with Adriana, like never had a coffee chat or anything, was like, hey, my friend Mariah is like obsessed with it. You should connect with her. And then she like, slid and like emailed me or like something like that and was like hey uh this guy michael said that you're into human design do you want to talk about it and i was like sure dude that's why like i just love being surrounded by four lines and like we're gonna dive into like what the fuck a four line is if you're unsure um in the meat and potatoes of this episode but it's basically just like the juices in their network and like shay's a four line and just like all of that, like even how I got connected with her, like got brought back to human design. And I just think that that is really cool. And like, I've realized that it just helps give language. Like you were saying, like, it's like, I didn't know that I was good at sales until somebody looked at my chart. And it's like, I just feel like human design gives language to things that we kind of know about ourselves. But yeah, I have a human design chart for me personally. I have one for my business and I pulled one for the podcast. So if you guys are interested in doing that, A, if you're just like tiptoeing into human design, dude, do not complicate it. Like do not pull charts for everything. You're gonna get lost in the sauce here. Keep it really simple, which is like pull your chart. But if you're just like, ooh, this sounds very, very interesting. What you can do is like take a look at, I think for the podcast, our birthday for the podcast was like the day that we ended up posting on Instagram, like our very first post of the first episode launching. And so it was whatever that day was. And I think I couldn't find the exact time, but I was like, I think I posted it around 9am. So I just picked 9am. And then for my business, I know the day that I got my DBA. And then in terms of time, I was like, I know that it was in the afternoon. What time like resonates with me in the afternoon? I was like, oh, obviously one eleven in the afternoon. So like you can kind of just follow your intuition when it comes to this stuff. You don't like have to know like when exactly this stuff was born, but then you pull a chart and it's just cool to be able to see these things to help make decisions about it. And all of that to kind of be said, like this conversation with Adriana, the reason why I wanted her to come on the podcast and talk about human design is because like, I like how she brings business into it. I like how she's practical with it. She gives examples about how she's using this with her clients because like, I know that as you're consuming content around human design, it is very easy to just slide into the educate, 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 learn, 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 when really the juice of human design is being able to integrate it into things. And so I like her practical, approachable thing about it. And she really does like we go into so many, so many examples in this episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and read her bio and then we will kick it into the episode. So Adriana Keefe is an award-winning real estate dropout turned human design coach and motivational speaker. After her own quarter-life crisis, she now teaches high-achieving women how to use their own unique energy to create more success. 
Adriana is a 4-6 manifesting generator, wife and mother to three children, lover of wine and new girl, and the host of the No BS Human Design podcast, which if you're looking for a podcast to learn about human design, definitely start listening to that one. It is five stars gold, straight up gold on here. But I need to stop giving you guys information about all of this. We need to just kick it right into the episode. So here is the conversation with Adriana Keith. Okay, Adriana, I feel like this is like a long time coming for this podcast, especially like human design, business marketing. It's literally the combination of, I feel like everything me and Shay love about life in general. And like I was telling you before we started recording that, me and Shay were considering creating an episode like this, like solo, just me and her. But like, what a fucking better idea than to have a guest expert who literally works with like on this stuff with people all of the time. But before we dive into like the nitty gritty details here, can you just explain like, how did you get into human design? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. I will give you the short version with um, a quarter life crisis, really midlife crisis happening at age 27, um, hiring on life coaches. Um, my third life coach was the one who really opened me up to my sense of spirituality. I was raised in a Christian Catholic home, never resonated with me. I had a lot of trauma and abuse as a child. And um, when she recognized the space that I was in mentally and knew I needed a lot of healing, she introduced me to this thing called human design. And she put in my birth data on a website. And listen, I if you love personality tests or anything like that, like the Enneagram, I'm so here for it. Cool. But I've never really wanted to live by it because I was just like, of course, it says that I just answered all these questions that way. And so I was just kind of there. But this one was planetary, astrology, time, place of birth based. And so without answering any questions, it pulled up all this information that was so spot on about me and gave me so much validation. One of my biggest being this sense of being a quitter because I was always bored of things and wanting to start new challenges, take on new things, even relationships that get bored of people and want to move on. And I really felt like I was just a quitter who couldn't stick with anything. And why Why do I not know what I'm doing with my life? And it turned out that I'm a manifesting generator, which literally said right on the thing, multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate needs to be challenged and then, you know, fulfills the purpose in that area and then moves on to another challenge. And so that opened my eyes up to, wait, what is this? If this is accurate, what does this mean? And so that whole universal space that now I guess I'm a lot more spiritual and woo-woo than I ever, ever thought I could be. I have a really similar background. I had a kind of a strict Christian upbringing and I also have found um, human design to be really empowering. But one thing you just said that like very much blew my mind was something I, like a beef I've always had with personality tests, but I've never been able to argue, uh, articulate it, which is um, the answering questions. Because I always feel like, well, this is, be today but like me next week would maybe answer that's this how i felt too <laughs> yeah. yeah this so version like, of me today is like an enneagram yes. whatever exactly yeah. and i feel like i have taken those tests at different points in my life and i do score differently and um what you said about human design really resonated of just like there was no question answering that wasn't what it was all about you know it was more um like planetary based i know there's a lot of that goes into it but i do like that piece of it because 
there is no moods and emotions and the daily comings and goings affecting the results yet. It's some of the most like, um, validating and resonating information that I have ever read in helpful, like in understanding myself and the way that I work. So that's a really cool, um, differentiation. Yeah. A thousand percent personality says there's a lot of room for user error because you're judging yourself. And then if they don't know anything about human design, instead of if they're a generator, instead of listening to the gut and responding from the gut, they're responding from the, oh, wait, what's my mind saying? What's going on in my head? And then that response might not actually be accurate. But I know what you're saying, because I've taken the Enneagram twice in two different points in my life, and both times were different answers. Wow. Yeah. And what what I love about human design, I feel like, and so I guess I compare human design to astrology, and I know that they're like interconnected and interrelated and I feel like astrology is really blown up of like everybody fucking knows their sun sign. You know what I mean? And like, especially like the top three, everybody knows. And like some people resonate, some people don't. And there's obviously it's multi-layered, it's complex. There's like, you can have a trine or a square or a blah, 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 like all of this stuff. But I, it was hard for me because although I definitely like understanding the complexity of, of astrology has helped me see myself better. But human design has helped me in a practical way. It's helped me be able to make decisions, be able to see myself and like really truly own my genius where astrology has always felt like, that's like a fun story about me. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius rising. Like, yeah, fiery. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck do I do with that? You know what I mean? So like learning human design, I actually got turned on to human design by a coach too. And she was like, you need to, and she sent me the Gene Keys book. So if you guys aren't familiar, Gene, like if you, if you think human design is complex, start <laughs> diving into, start diving into the Gene Keys. But this past coach like sent me the Gene Keys book. And so I was trying to like read some of this book and like whatever and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna go back to human design but I remember I put my birthday in wrong and I thought that I was a one three projector and so I remember it was hilarious I remember I was like reading about projectors and it was like you should take naps like you don't have a lot of energy and I was like I guess I don't have a lot of energy. And I remember like laying on my couch, like trying to force myself to take a nap. And like, if you know me, you know me, I'm not a fucking napper. I'm just not like there's memes about napping and like people can nap. Andrew naps. I don't fucking nap. I'm just not a napper. I have way too much energy to nap. And then I ended up getting a reading by somebody that I found on Google. I literally just typed in like human design reading. This was like three or four years ago before it really started like being a little bit more well-known. Mm -hmm. And so I found this girl and I was like, yo, take my money, read my chart. And I remember she was like, you're a one, three generator. And I was fucking pissed. I was like, I'm a projector and I take naps. <laughs> and she was like she, in the nicest way, she was like, bitch, I am sorry, <laughs> but you are not. And, and so I just like, it's just a funny story because it was like so funny of me trying to fit into this box that was never going to fit anyways. But diving into human design, it's just so fucking practical. It's so practical. And you mentioned a little bit of like responding. So these are pieces of the human design chart, uh, authority and strategy. Can you just like walk us through those? Like, what are they? What do they mean? Yes. Um, I'm still like reeling from everything you just said. Um, yes. 
And I also, I love that you pointed out information versus like, it's like astrology is great information. Yes. It's great education. Yes. But what do you do with it? And that's why human design, if some, you know, unfortunately some people do still teach it in a very information way, which is not super helpful to people who are really looking for massive change. And so that's what I've had to come in and do is take all of this and be like, but how? So that's how we actually use it to work with people, which in certain areas of astrology, they do too. Like I have a friend who's a medical astrologist who's helping me through something medically right now. And it's actually really fucking fascinating and so spot on, but not everybody does that. So great, great thing to point out there that if you feel like you're only getting information and you don't know what to do with it, there's people out there who actually teach what to do with it. Um, and then Shay, what was your design? I don't do, did you say that? I, I don't think you did. I take naps. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a two, two, four projector, um, which has been okay. very helpful for me. Um, so my, I, what am I like? I wait for the invitation learning that, yeah. um, in business, I can't, I try to think about it. I just can't go forcing everything. Like typically when I, I wait for the invitation is complex. And I know that a lot of projectors get hung up on that, but that piece of information was such a game changer for me because a lot of the narrative is like for you generators and managers, you know, like go out and do it. Like, and that never worked for me. Like I always had this, like it's forced and people didn't respond well when I was like that. So learning that it was like cool for me to kind of like relax and kind of like wait for the right invitation and I don't have to accept every single one but that combined with knowing my two four which is a hermit um opportunist opportunist thank you which means basically I need some time alone I need some time in network and I can go back and forth between those two but Mariah just pointed out something right before we press record what I I thought was interesting like I've never done much social media like I've always known like networking is my game I like to get out and like be in my community and be around people and that's total opportunist right so I I kind of in my business learning to wait for the invitation and then to really lean into my network and like spend time there and nourish those relationships and then also spend time with myself as the hermit those three pieces were like such a big game changer like door opener for me so that's kind of sorry I kind of like I think maybe cut your story short but um tell us a little bit at a broader perspective about like the two four you know the lines and then like the different um waiting for the invitation type things yeah um I love this because I think we're all different Mariah were you emotional or sacral sacral okay so we're all different so I am a four six manifesting generator um so sorry did you want me to start with strategy or authority Whatever Wherever one you, you want. Go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll touch on strategy since that's kind of just what naturally came up in the conversation. And so what Shay is talking about as a projector, a strategy is the way you're designed to interact with the world around you. So think flow, not force. Instead of having to push your way through life, how can you let it be easy? Such a common theme for right now in our generation, especially. And it's tools like these that are helping people understand how. So for projectors, waiting for the invitation sounds like <laughs> it just sounds like pure hell to most well I think patience <laughs> is just a, a theme among all human design it's a theme with responding with emotional all of that but for a projector instead of actually just like diving in and initiating and taking charge and trying to force things to happen it's where are you being asked to step up and share your advice share your work whatever it is and especially for the entrepreneurs out there if you have an email list and someone signs up to be on your email list, 
that's an invitation. That's them waving, waving the flag saying, I want to hear from you. If they're following you on social media, they want to hear from you. So sometimes it doesn't necessarily look like, hey, can you tell me your advice? It's just as subtle as they are in your world because they want to hear from you. Now, in other cases, I had, um, even just with friendships, one of my clients went through this blowout for lack of a better term with a friend and realized she was being the waiting for the invitation in her business, but wasn't actually putting that into her personal personal life. And so when her friend just wanted to call her and lean on her and my client, the projector, she, she sees all the ways to fix this, right? That's what they're so good at. She wanted to guide her to an answer and she wasn't asked to, and there was a lot of bitterness that came up between the two. So she, she realized she was just needing to be the shoulder to lean on. And that invitation wasn't there. And so really it's there to protect you and your energy, because if you've ever tried to give someone advice and it fell on deaf ears, it was just bitter, right? It's just like, why did I just waste all my energy trying to help them? And they're not doing shit about it. So it's really there as, as awful as it can feel to be patient. It's really there to protect you. It's just your job to show up, be seen and known for what you do. I'm talking to you entrepreneurs specifically, because that's how people are going to find you in order to, to create those invitations. Mm -hmm. And then with sacral center, like Mariah as a generator, this is the pure gut response. Oh, wait, we're jumping a little into authority, but um, strategy kind of goes hand in hand with sacral for the generator. So for generators and manifesting generators, they're designed to respond. And respond means what's coming up in your external reality, what keeps showing up over and over again that you can say yes or no to. Again, stepping away from the forcing things, trying to push things all the time. What can you simply lean back and listen for? Because there's always something to respond to. There's always things coming up. Even if you're not paying attention to them, your job is to get quiet enough to really hear what's coming up for you over and over and over again. And this it's is just Kate. It's difficult. It's difficult. It I mean, and obviously I can only speak from a gener a fucking sacral generator's perspective, mm -hmm. but it's like I have so much fucking energy doing what I love and like that's mostly tied to business, right? Like when I'm in my business, dude, I can get in rabbit hole after rabbit hole, like forget to eat lunch, forget to eat dinner. Andros the knock on the door and be like, are you alive in there? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And so it's one of those things where if like, if I'm not careful, then I will go out and initiate. And I have an example of this. So I realized that like, I like hosting things, right? Like I co-host this podcast. I've hosted other things like interview series in the past and stuff like that. And then maybe it was like a year and a half, two years ago, I was like, you know what? I need to get, like improve my visibility. I'm going to host an interview series on Instagram. I decided, did not respond to anything, just decided. I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to reach out to these people that I came up with the list. I'm going to reach out to them, blah, 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 blah. I had this whole thing planned out. I got through two of them and I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. This is the worst idea I've ever had. Somebody, and then not ironically, people started canceling. Hey, I got sick with COVID. I'm not going to be able to do this. Hey, like something came up with this, it started canceling. And I was like, what a very good example of what will happen if I don't allow myself to respond. Mm -hmm. I've come across that many times in my life too. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to think of a specific time, but there's there's a lot of 
a lot of times when I was doing that. And then I was like, why is this falling flat? Why am I so tired? And yeah, generator types can get tired too when they're out of alignment, when they're doing things that, that aren't meant for them. That's a, that's a perfect example of responding. Thank you for sharing that. Cause sometimes people it really takes a lot of examples for that to land. And again, yep. going back to that patience piece, mm -hmm. um, manifesting generators, although it has the manifester and the generator in the title and the type it's technically a generator type. So generator aura responding is going to be the main game for you. There's also this manifester energy of informing. So with manifestors and manifesting generators, their way of really keeping in alignment with the world around them is to inform people of what they're doing when they're doing it. So, or before they're doing it, I should say. And it has nothing to do with asking permission, but it's manifestors specifically can be so independent and they get an idea and they just like go after it that people can be like feeling like they're left in the dust or like they don't know what's going on. And so manifestors and manifesting generators, we can get a little ahead of ourselves and forget that other people are going to be impacted. So the strategy there is to simply inform people of the decisions of the things that you're doing that are going to be affected before you do that. And that creates just a beautiful energetic alignment. And again, it's not about asking permission because that would be like the cruelest thing you could do to a manifester. That's like the most independent type within the human design system. And then um, we did all of them, but reflectors. So reflectors, reflectors are only about 1% of the population. And they're probably also going to want to choke me out through the microphone right now. I tell them what, <laughs> what their strategy and their authority are. So Authority is the way you're designed to make decisions. Strategy is the way you flow through life. And a reflector is a lunar being, like the moon, lunar. And so they're designed to actually wait a full 28 days before making a big decision, before jumping into something, even some smaller decisions. I've had a I lot was of gonna reflectors say, say, what's the difference between a, like, what's considered a big decision? And it's like, do I buy this $50 ebook or this $50 course, or is that not a big decision? I mean, it's really per person. I will say I've had reflector clients who said I was naturally waiting that long because I just felt indecisive. And so even for those small things, really, um, even for those small purchases or just small habits that they want to take into their life, they found that they typically waited a month before implementing something either way. So for some of them, it's actually something they naturally do. It's when they're forced to rush and make a decision that they feel like things are going haywire. And that's why um, without getting too much in the science of it, they have all completely open centers, which means that their energy is ebbing and flowing. And when you are able to wait for the moon to essentially make its entire phase back around every energy within every center is going to get lit up and kicked on and help you really understand where your decision lies at the end so that it's more clear. Okay. Awesome. So you brought up the idea that I kind of like muddied together, which is there's actually, we all have our type. So like we have um, manifester generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. Each type has its own strategy. So that's where I said mine was wait for the invitation and y'all's was to respond. And then there's also a third thing, which is um, what it, what did you call it? The Mariah's sacred? authority. Authority. Oh, and my, yes. My yes. authority is splenic. So can you talk a little bit more about the authority? I liked what you said about like flowing through life and then talk about the authority piece a little more. 
Yeah. So we'll start with yours, but every there's nine centers within the human design body graph. So it's similar to the chakra system, but in the 1700s, they experienced what they believe to be um, certain centers splitting off into being nine centers. And so with each center, one of them, according to each person, everyone is different, is going to have one that's kind of like the MVP. The one that really helps to guide you is like your navigational system. And so this is why it helps you make decisions that are in alignment for you. When I say in alignment for you, I mean something that will ultimately feel good and what's on your actual path to purpose here on this journey in this life. So even if it feels like the decision's really scary and hard in the moment, if you are operating from your authority correctly, I promise you the other side of it is going to make it so worth it. So it can get a little tricky there. And I want to make that distinction. It's like comfort zone versus out of alignment can be a little mm. tricky. Yeah. Um, with splenic, you're so you have a defined spleen. And spleen is all about intuition, instincts, sense of safety, health, survival. You're actually the fastest decision maker, especially when you're really connected to your intuition. So whatever it is for you, it could be clear audience. It could be um, like tingles that you get, goosebumps that you get, a feeling in your stomach or your chest. It's going to be rather consistent for you in maybe one or two ways. And that's going to be your answer. So what is that initial response from your intuition before you get into the head? That's what we need to avoid. That's what that's what human design teaches us is getting out of the conditioned brain and back into the body awareness. Do, so do you feel like you are kind of tuned into your intuition? Yeah, 100%. And I've always had that like, I heard someone talk about this before is like, I don't get a lot of like hell yeses, but I do get a lot of like hell no's or like not no's. So like, I know if it's a no, like I know right away, like that's just like mm -hmm. no or not no. Those are like always very clear to me. And like, I just like have a hit and then learning to trust that and not get up to my head is the my biggest challenge in life, like, you know, staying back in my body. And so learning that about like me, especially I have this more like, I'm not going to call it animal, but like primal, just like survival instincts. And like, I can trust that kind of like, and I'm pretty, I've all my mom, my family's always been like, Shay knows people. Like I've always been had like a good sense for people. So like, I definitely resonate with that, like quick decision-making. Interrupting the conversation real quick to give a shout out to this episode sponsor, The Contract Shop. The Contract Shop is a one-stop shop for any contract or legal template that your online business needs. They specialize in contracts for entrepreneurs, coaches, creatives, and other small business owners. Their contracts are drafted by an attorney and are peer-reviewed so that there are multiple professional eyeballs on them so you know no, they're legit. One of the biggest reasons why we love the contract shop so much is that they explain what the contracts actually mean. They have guides that come with each contract so you can understand and feel confident in what the legal terms and the lingo are actually saying so you're not feeling like a nematode if you get any questions about them later on. Both mine and Shay's personal favorite contract in the shop is the terms and conditions and the privacy policy bundle for your website. 
The contract shop also has contracts for affiliate programs, coaching relationships, masterminds and education, stock photography use, hiring contractors, and so much more. Go ahead and use the code CURIOUSLYGUIDED at checkout for 20% off any contract of your choice. Head over to CuriouslyGuided.com slash contracts to get the details and to snag the discount. All right, let's take you back to the episode. How does your intuition show up for you? You said that and I um I thought that was a really interesting question. I need to think about that a little bit more. It's just I feel like, like it's a knowing. I don't know. Claire like cognizant. A, yeah. Like it's yeah, literally yeah. just like you just know. And I don't know how I know. I just mm-hmm. fucking know. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And um so clear cognizance. I know the clairs that that's what that one is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. And that's um, also, there's a little bit of your line two mixed in there as well, which is the line two is known as the gifted child. And there are things that you just naturally know how to do or are good at or pick up on really easily that other people can't. So it's kind of like a a double whammy in the best sense. Like you just naturally know how to do things and you naturally have an answer that's right for you. And just like you said, it's about trusting it. Mm, Um, Yeah. Getting to understand how your intuition comes through is a process for sure. Mm. Um, and then so sacral like Mariah has is the, the sacral center. And this is that gut response. This is when everyone says, follow your gut. That's actually not true for everyone, but for a sacral generator, it is. So they tend to be very vocal. Like if you're eating a delicious slice of pizza, you might be like, mm, this is so it's good. embarrassing or, sometimes. Yes, it's embarrassing. But that's in total alignment for you. Letting it out, being vocal and just letting out those sounds is really healthy for you. Um, or if I were to be like, Hey, do you want to go out to the bars at 9 PM? I mean, at least for me, I'm I'm a mom with three kids. I'd be like, Oh, that's like the last thing I want to do. And it's this audible response. That's important to really connect to, because the more you connect to that, the more, when someone asks you a question, it's like a, or, or like, you just get this. "Uh Uh-huh. Uh-uh. There is an in-between. There's like, Oh, kind of like, Oh, let me, let me hold on to that one. And that typically what I say is a not right now. I always go for the hell yes. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no, or it's a not right now. And again, really getting deep into that gut, letting go of what the brain is trying to force you to rethink, because it might seem like the answer that's not logical. And that's going to be the key is, is it a gut yes or a gut no? Um, And then my authority is emotional. So as a manifesting generator, I also have that defined sacral center. So I also have the vocal, audible sounds. I'm very loud. And yes, I know that. And I'm very like, yes, no. However, before I knew about human design, I was actually operating like a sacral generator. And then later, I'd be resentful of certain opportunities or choices that I was now locked into. And I found out emotional is what my authority is. And that means that I'm going to have a roller coaster of emotionals, a lot of highs, emotionals, emotions, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. And my key is actually going to be waiting until I feel like I have a more clear grounded answer. So I'm not someone designed to make an immediate response. I'm actually designed really well to kind of mull it over for at least a few days, if not a couple of weeks, and then find where that clarity is. Um. This was kind of mind blowing to me 
because like okay so like the sacral stuff my mom just for my entire life was always like trust your gut trust your gut said it to all of her kids all of us are generator types so it was very helpful and very in line but I didn't realize that there was other ways to like fucking make decisions so then I start dating Andrew and he is a emotional manifesting generator and so he has to take his time, like you were like exactly like you were saying, in order to make decisions. But I am so like, oh, I want to do that and I want to do that. And like yeah. he I tell him, I'm just like, you have a slow transition time. Like I can't be like, hey, we're going out to a cafe and then we're going to a bookstore and I'm picking up a coffee on the way home. That's how I operate. I'm just like, ooh, that feels good, and then that feels good, and we're just gonna go here. All of this energy all the shit that lights me up. I was like, you can't stop me. I'm a fucking energizer bunny where he's literally like, can you just give me a minute? Like, can you just give me a heads up? And like, so I feel like me, he doesn't believe in human design. He thinks that it's complete bullshit, but it's also very interesting. Most of his astrology chart is Capricorn, like most of it. So like, it makes sense. He doesn't have to believe in this, but it's helped me better help him it's helped me better support mm -hmm. him and so I was like well I know you don't really believe in this shit but hypothetically you are an emotional authority and so I think that maybe you should sleep on this and just like we'll figure out your decision tomorrow and he was like you know what I do need to sleep on decisions that is something <laughs> that I need to do and I was like oh you don't fucking say so I think that it's like this shit is super helpful, obviously, for business and marketing. But like like you were saying in that client example, like also with relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's, I mean, the key here is awareness, not just awareness for us, but awareness to be able to give grace and communicate better with others. I mean, I have obviously like everyone in my family is I know my kids charts, all of which are different, which is fantastic for me. And really understanding how how you can better ask them questions, how you can give them more grace. Um, where have you been maybe putting something on them that isn't theirs? It's all yours and you just need to wait or whatever it is to let them have their process. So yeah, anyone listening, I highly recommend if you don't have your um, partner's chart or your kid's chart or your colleague's chart to definitely, especially in business relationships, yeah. have each other's awareness around that so you can better work together, better communicate. And then yeah. you have a place where people can get their charts, right? Can we just like name yeah. drop that quick? Yeah. Um, my website, adrianakeefe.com and then slash get your chart is the direct link. Okay, cool. So we'll put that in the show notes. And I just got my chart from Adriana, like right before this call, I wanted to have it up and I like the language that you're using. Like it's definitely, even if you've pulled the chart before, I would encourage you to go pull hers. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm just sitting here laughing because when you were talking about projectors, you know, my best friend is a projector and my husband is a projector and literally having the awareness, like when I learned about human design, I was just like, what the hell? Because all of my conversations with my best friend and my husband have always circled around, like, well, duh, this is what they should do. And why don't they understand? Like, I can see what they should do. Why can't they just do it? And like literally every single conversation. So it just felt like, ah, well, I'm around people that think and operate just like me. And that kind of encouraged me to like get around other people too. Cause like Mariah was saying, it's nice to see that other people do things in different ways, but I do kind of want to pivot the conversation a bit. We, I want to share some real examples about like business in human design. So like, can you share with us, like how has learning awareness around your own human design influenced how you do business? Mm. Uh, good. Oh, do you want to add something? 
can mm-hmm. we just cover the rest of the strategies really oh, quick sorry, for the other people yeah, listening? Yeah, yeah. And then and then yeah. we'll totally jump into that because that's a fantastic question. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. So the rest of the authorities, we have the G Center, which is also known as the Identity Center or the Self Center. Um, and this is where clarity comes through the first self-projected. I should say the clarity comes through the voice and like they call it spontaneous utterances. So I actually just recorded a podcast episode with my old boss actually from years ago. And she's a self-projected projector. It's going to air, I think next week. And she has always naturally, even before human design, she would just talk things out, not, not looking for the other person to help her find clarity. In fact, she learned that like in work, people would be like trying to keep up with her thought process or trying to argue. And she'd be like, no, 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 stop. I just need to, I just need to talk it out with myself. And that's literally natural for them. She says she talks to herself in the shower, like every day. She just has a full on conversation trying to, she'll have like fake arguments in the shower, but it helps her come to her knowing. And that's really that identity. The self projected is talking, letting your words flow without questioning them. Um, and then we have the environment. This So the one caveat with human design that I don't love is there's people out there who have put a million different names to the same thing. So you can see this one could be called environmental, it could be called mental, or it could be called none. And this is when you really are looking for those trusted advisors to talk to and use as a sounding board and listen to what you say. And when I mean trusted advisors, I mean, you're not going to go to negative Nancy asking about business or whatever. And they're just going to say, no, that's too risky. You know why we're the most successful people in our families? My husband and I is because we take fucking risks. So don't go to people who aren't going to give you decent, grounded, good advice. Um, and put yourself in environments that feel good, everything positive around that. So you're going to use those people to talk to, find find your solution. But again, it's about you finding your solution. It's not so much about them giving you the solution. Um, and then we have ego authority, which is the, the heart center. And this really is about whether it's going to be a healthily selfish decision. It's do I have the energy? Is my heart feeling pulled toward it in a way that I actually have the energy to do it? Or is my heart being pulled away from that? And that's definitely something you have to start to have that body awareness, maybe journaling what you feel in your body when you're trying to make decisions um, and knowing whether or not you have that energy to do the thing according to your heart. Um, Lunar, we talked about with the moon, again, the 28-day cycle. Um, I think I got them all right. Mm, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry when I I'm did not, not realize there was that many. That was really helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and then circling back to your question with using my emotional authority in business, that was a that was definitely a game changer because I've made big investments in the past with my gut yes. And then either they didn't end up paying off or it didn't end up like vibing really well. And I would try and understand why it was because I'm totally, I'm someone who's so coachable. I'm like, I've got, I will do everything you tell me to. I will do it to a key. And then, so I couldn't understand what was wrong. It made me feel broken again. Right. Um, But it turned out that if I had just waited a little bit longer, my emotions might settle and might feel like a lot of times for me, it's the, the initial excitement fades 
and my emotions are kind of calm and grounded and not taking on more. That's how it usually shows up for me. When I'm still excited about something, um, for example, really stepping into the speaking role, which has a longer story attached because that's all over my chart. I'm designed to be a, a role model speaker. But when I made the decision to step forward with that and hire a speaking coach and everything, it was this roller coaster of, oh my God, I'm so fucking excited. Oh my God, I'm so scared. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. But at the end of that roller coaster, it was, this is a good investment time and money for me because I have this grounded feeling of this is what I need to do. This is what's right for me. And I, it's kind of like the saying of, if you want something bad enough, you make the time for it. And that's what for me, it feels like is like, yes, I have the time. Yes, I have the energy. This feels good for me. Fascinating. I feel like I could listen to you talk about this shit all day long. I love the <laughs> examples for business too, because I feel like I've listened to plenty of human design podcast episodes and stuff like that. But like you were saying in the beginning, so many of them are honestly so focused on education and it's like, they want to get the information and get it out to you. But I think especially in like, we didn't even plan for this, but just having like different profile line combinations in one, in one conversation, having different types, I feel like it just adds different flavors to the whole conversation. And what's been really helpful for me and Shay, honestly, is like, we, when we decided to come into partnership and to do this podcast, that's kind of around when I was like getting super excited about human design. Like I was diving into it for myself, but then I was bringing it into my business and Shay was the first person that I was like, I need your birth date information because I need to have your chart in my phone at all times. I cannot do anything without your chart. So when I started looking at it, it's actually quite beautiful about how we actually complete all of the centers for each other except for one. So That's we awesome. only, we only, uh, the only center that we have open when we come together is the emotional center, which I think also really fits with this podcast because we're able mm -hmm. to see other people's emotions and like amplify and kind of like talk about them. So we've realized that like, it's just a really fucking good partnership and the way that the projector and generator work together it's like, it's like next level. I feel like I'm a busy bee and I have a director and I'm like, Shay, are we like good to do this? And she's like, yeah, I think that that's okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Done. How do we feel about this? Is this okay? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, okay, done. So how, like, what else, what else are we doing over here? So I feel like if you're in business and you're thinking about going into a partnership in whatever arena, look at the person's fucking human design chart and keep yes. it in your phone. Mariah is so good about that and she really noticed those patterns and it was really cool to kind of see like there's also what are they called Mariah those lines that the channels the channels oh the channels yeah so we have a lot of like channels that complete each other and it was just very um awesome like we've talked about relationships but I think what Mariah is saying is really smart like if you're considering partnership which I know is a big um, something big to take on and bringing in human design is very, very helpful. It's been really helpful for us in figuring out like where our zone of genius is and where we should focus on this podcast. So I really appreciate that example, Mariah. That's excellent. When you first told me you were a projector, Shay, I was like, of course, because some of the best like dynamic duo business partners that I've met have been a generator type mixed with a projector. That being said, I don't want anyone to ever 
strictly hire someone or go into business with someone based on someone's human design because someone could have the seemingly perfectly opposite design as you that would complete. However, if that person's totally out of alignment and if they're in their shadow mm-hmm. and everything, like there's yeah. there's not going to be that magnetism that you two have. Like when you two have ch- uh, gates that connect through a channel or certain centers that are opposite one another where you can feel into that together, that's beautiful chemistry. That's literal magnetic energy. But if the other person is just like totally not in alignment with their design, that's all going to fall flat. So I love that you mentioned that and that the only caveat being don't base an entire business off of that. Just keep it for awareness. And this is why we have an expert so that she can point out the spots that I'm like, fuck it, look at their human design chart, get into business with them and ride it out. (laughs) (laughs) And then get them into alignment. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to decondition that. That's actually one topic I wanted to talk about. So I think for me, the deconditioning, especially in a business sense, was really powerful because um, I I, honestly, I've lived my whole most of my life as like a floating head without a body. So we kind of talked about that idea already. But um, especially for like projectors or maybe reflectors or perhaps even manifestors that are um, maybe outside the box. Like I've kind of grown up my whole life feeling like I'm a square pig trying to fit into a round hole, you know, projectors do things a little bit differently. And so like, I had a lot of stories around, like, I'm lazy, like I can't work very hard. Like, and then like learning about the projector type and, and and how I get energy and how to better manage energy, like, and not to shame. It was like getting rid of the shame. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. like I had a lot of shame around, I can't do business. I can't do business like Mariah. Like I can't work as hard as she works. Like I can't, I had all these coaches and mentors like hustle, 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 do, 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 you know? And that just like, didn't work for me. And I had a lot of shame around that. And I had a lot of belief of like, maybe I can't do this or this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. So I think the deconditioning piece was so validating of human design. Like, Hey, you're a different puzzle piece. And like things work a little differently for you. So for me, just like that permission was incredibly helpful, especially when it came from business, because I just felt like I was like, could not do it. I didn't have what it took. I love that you just said that. I'm, I want to share a brief story because this is in total alignment. I um, This is something I've been working deeply through personally over the past year because, yes, I'm a manifesting generator. We're a huge majority of the population, but my entire childhood and even into college, um, sometimes in my 20s, I felt like a total outcast. And I never felt like as hard as I tried. I never fit in. And it wasn't until I started recognizing in my human design chart I have very individual traits and I'm literally designed to stand out. I like be the sore thumb in the room because, and that leads us into my full purpose here. I'm designed to look different, act different, be the visionary and the leader for the people who don't feel comfortable and empowered enough to do that. I'm the one who's always supposed to stand out on purpose. And as a child, we don't know those things. So I had so much shadow. I had so much self-worth issues and shame. And like, you know, there's a lot of stuff linked in there with my childhood of sexual abuse and the trauma that came from that and not being heard and listened to. There was no follow-up and all of that. It's just like within my chart, I've been able to really let it go and be like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be like anyone else. Like, obviously no one's supposed to be like anyone else, but 
almost me like a hundred percent more because I'm supposed to be like I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza Louise Hay they're all lines we love Joe Dispenza yes right you got to get him on the podcast man get (laughs) get him there but uh like they're they're designed to be different yep wow oh my gosh I have full body chills what you just shared was so powerful um certainly resonated with me Mariah what about you like how does this stuff land I always feel like you um and I are cut from a different cloth in this way like did you have a lot of deconditioning to go through yes mine was just it just looked different it was just candy of a different flavor you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so like my biggest thing and even I had to do it this morning so I have almost a completely open heart center. And so for me, I have Mine's to consistently, I have to consistently mm-hmm. ask myself, am I trying to prove myself? Am I trying to prove something? Because my profile lines, one, three, where I have like that one line of like digging in, researching and doing the investigation and then like having an open heart center, I can fall so deep into, well, I need to know more and more and more because I need to prove that I know what I'm talking about. And so I think that was one of the biggest pieces of just like that I'm consistently working through. But I think the one, no, the biggest like life challenge, and I know this from like astrology and all of that fun stuff too, it consistently comes back to my throat. And I've talked this about this on the podcast before where it's like, I grew up in a family that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> They're just like, everybody's off the wall. And so I, everybody, if you know astrology, everybody minus two people in my family are all Sagittarius risings. So everybody is constantly talking over one another. We have our beliefs and like, that's just the way it is. And like, I had one of my friends come over for my mom's birthday when I was back in town. And I was like, yo, just listen to this. Just listen. So I'm, I was sitting there, my entire family was talking, talking super loud to each other. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I kept saying it one increment louder and louder. It wasn't until I literally screamed it that my family was like, wait, what did you say? And I was like, yes, because I just felt like my voice was never heard. And then because my family is so outspoken, my dad is a manifester. And if anybody wants, like, I love him dearly. If anybody wants an example of a manifester in their shadow, call a Brandy. He literally is so fucking intense and like would always offend people. He's, he's offending people left and right because he comes off as an asshole. And so I think that that was part of my conditioning of like, well, I can't be me and I can't say things in a bold way and I can't use my voice and share my perspectives because it's going to hurt people. And I saw examples of that in high school. I was a fucking asshole in high school. Like I have stories on stories of people coming back to me years later being like, you told me this thing. And so I changed this thing about me because you pointed it out and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, holy shit. Like I had no idea, but it was just the shadow side of my throat just being like, pay attention to me. I have something important to say. So it's just, it's shown up in different ways. And that's why I love human design because it's practical and it just gives me language and a lens to be able to self-reflect and just be like, wait a minute, if I were to explore this center or this profile line, like how does this show up? Oh my God. There's so much so much going on in my life lately that I feel like I'm resonating with all of this because 
like with the throat center, I have a defined throat, obviously manifesting generator. And, um, you know, I had a good cry about this this afternoon because I officially decided to write and and air on a podcast my full story. Like I was my guides were coming through telling me it was time you need to share everything from the abuse to who you are now and why why this has made you who you are. And so I had a good cry this afternoon for about 20 years. I've been going to the doctor with issues. I've gone undergone procedures, numerous testing, ultrasound, whatever. They were eventually back in June. I kind of flatlined. It was all it was really bad. I was in bed for three days, called up the doctor. The doctor was basically like, you know what? We've done all we can do. Sometimes these things just happen. And I was like, that's not an answer. So I started working with a hormonal coach. A couple other people found out I have hypothyroid. I'm hypothyroid. And this is all linked to, of course, then I go to my spiritual healers. Yeah, thyroid throat, you were silenced. You were told you can't speak. And so obviously it's manifesting as a physical ailment in your body in the throat. And um, that is a long way of saying like with a defined throat, I'm meant to be the that voice. I'm meant to stand up and speak and that like walk through life that way. And when we hold these things in, you know, we didn't know any better. We don't know any better, when we're, yeah. especially when we're kids, right? But this is what happens is, you know, we can hurt other people or we can be in our shadow or we literally physically manifest ailments in our body. And this can happen with every center, with every subconscious trauma we hold on to. And that's why I care so deeply about using human design to actually heal the subconscious. Because now as I'm healing these things, in my subconscious and as I'm working through my past and preparing myself to really fully speak the way I was put here on this planet to speak, things are starting to shift in my body physically and healing and it's all related. And I totally went off on a tangent there. But, we love um... tangents. And that's <laughs> my tongue started tingling. I was like, yeah, like I just, I got the chills. It's, it's stories like this and it's just examples like this where it's like, I don't I feel like this could be a completely different episode where it's like shit is so much deeper than we fucking see how it is and just like how all of the systems in place tell us that it is things are just so much deeper than that so I feel like good for you good for us to just being curiously guided yeah one thing that really stuck with me you mentioned the subconscious and that seems to be like a running theme throughout all of Mariah and I's issues and we always say that our episodes I apologize we always say that running um a, a business or anything really it's always a mirror but going into business for yourself especially it brings up all of your shit constantly all the time so if we can have mm-hmm. tools that help us with our subconscious that does help us in business right because it i've always said that running my own business was the best personal development experience i've ever had 100% absolutely mm-hmm. so tell us more like i feel like this idea of like working with your subconscious and being aware of your subconscious and, and we've talked about deprogramming we all are operating on a subconscious level and we don't even realize it. And I know that far. So tell me about like how human design can like help us with our subconscious specifically. Mm. Well, first and foremost, the, the correlation between business, especially and where you're at in life is you are an energetic match for where you are right now. New level, new devil, right? So every time you grow, you plateau and then you have to grow again. And so every, where you are right now, Yes, sure. If you're not making any money and you're struggling, you're really frustrated, I do, you're not going to want to hear that you're energetically matched to that. But 
what that means is that we need to step out of that. We need to start pushing ourselves past what we believe to be our limits. And that is where the subconscious comes in because you're not consciously thinking, I'm a piece of shit. I don't deserve money. I can't be seen. I won't be heard. We're not consciously thinking that most of the time. But have you ever read the book, Your The Body Keeps the Score? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. For anyone who hasn't read that, it's, uh, he was a doctor, right? Or therapist. And so this is all scientifically proven that your body literally holds on to trauma. And the trauma that's within your body is kind of wiring off in your brain as like self-sabotaging habits, um, feeling like you're not good enough for any, any whatever opportunity. So energetically, the universe, God, source, whatever it is you choose to believe in is like, oh, okay, I won't give that to you. That's fine. Like you, we don't, we can stay right here. And so when you're able to identify within your human design chart, how you were beautifully born to be, you're allowed to come back home to that. So for example, for me, um, I was always told as a kid, I was too much, too loud, too, my laugh was too big. Well, I always wanted to be seen and on stage. I was a dancer, a gymnast, a cheerleader. And um, when that wasn't received well by the people who I loved the most, I was like, oh crap, there's something wrong with me. I need to hide. When in fact, my human design's like, no, 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 you're designed to be center stage. You're designed to be loud. You're designed to be that person who pushes through. And okay, that's great. Consciously, I'm aware of that. Cool. But as I'm navigating through my daily life and trying to show up in a different way, my body is subconsciously self-sabotaging me. And that could look like, oh, I'm just too tired to send those pitches or, oh, I don't want to go to the gym today. And everyone knows exercise and movement is crucial to success. I don't care who you are. That's a huge part of your, your personal life that needs to also bleed into your professional life. If you're not getting any sort of exercise, start there. Um, and all those habits, they just compile onto each other. And then eventually you're just, you get frustrated because you're, you're sick of your own shit, but you don't know what that own shit is. So one of my favorite mm -hmm. easiest ways to just even get started is looking at the centers, whichever one is really jumping out at you. Like for us, we've been talking about the throat center and journaling. I know nobody likes to talk about journaling. Nobody wants to. We journal. talk about journaling literally oh almost in every episode. So bring yes. on the journal prompts. Yes. And, you know, people don't like it, but it's just because we're in a society that we don't want to slow down. And I tell you, slowing down is key for this process. Yeah. So start asking questions and really you're not going to just quickly answer like really sit with them like if you have an open undefined throat center where am I trying to be seen through my voice where am I speaking that's not really because I want to speak but because I have this desire to feel seen where am I just trying to be loud just to get recognized and leading or following answers and questions like that helps you understand, okay, that's out of alignment for me. What if I start showing up like this? And then one by one, it's like you're turning like a little Rubik's cube and clicking everything on back into alignment energetically. And things just start naturally happening for you. On top of that, I do want to want to say that I don't think I've ever, granted, I don't watch a ton of like award shows, but I don't think I've ever seen any actor, singer, whoever it was, get up there and not thank God, universe, some sort of faith, which I used to think was such bullshit. Cause I was like, how are they up there thanking God? They're the one who did it. But now I get it. Now I get it because it's like, you just have to have faith in something. 
because yeah. whether we want to admit it or not, there's something bigger than us out there. We're not the only things here. We're not here on accident. There's no way. And so having really whatever your sense of spirituality or faith is, is a really big piece of this puzzle that a lot of people forget and rant. That was, that was amazing. And thanks for, thanks for diving into like the deconditioning, because I feel like deconditioning, like quote, when I heard that in human design, I was like, decondition. Of course me, I'm just like, I'm not fucking conditioned. Get out of here. I don't need to decondition. What is this? And it was like all journal prompts. And this is like the very beginning of like the deepest of my spiritual stuff when I was super resistant, like double rebellious in like the worst way and so they would be like well in order to decondition you have to hear some journal prompts do some self-reflection I was like no I'm a go 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 bitch like I ain't got fucking time for self-reflection and stuff like that but I will say especially like if you're listening to this and you're like holy shit guys you're giving me way too much shit to self-reflect on to sit with just one piece follow your own intuition follow your authority follow your strategy what is hitting your intuition right now that you're like, hmm, I'm going to explore that piece because what I have found and I have done the rabbit holes, like what I have found with human design, what is the most helpful is just taking it apart layer by layer, one small piece at a time. And so we talked about that deconditioning, but I do kind of want to switch gears into finding our zones of genius. And so the piece that was like wildly powerful for me and I think for Shay too, in terms of like finding our zones of genius, and we've kind of sprinkled it throughout the episode so far, but like, it's the profile lines. And honestly, like me finding out and exploring that I was a one, three profile line completely fucking shifted the way that I do business, completely shifted the way that I show up. And so, so often I hear people like educational content doesn't sell. It just doesn't sell. Educational content doesn't sell. And I'm looking at my content and I'm like, yo, bitches, my educational content fucking sells like hotcakes. <laughs> like, holy shit. But for a while, I was running away from that. And I was like, well, no, I need to be a coach. I need to be some kind of coach. And then it was like, yeah, but I like what? I just made that up in my head because I thought that my expertise, like SEO, wasn't deep enough. Like, what do you mean? This can't be deep enough. But then when I was getting into coaching, I found myself, well, I need to know everything there is about coaching. And I didn't feel stable and secure. And so then I wouldn't go into the three line of me testing and tweaking. And I kept hitting roadblock after roadblock. So yes. without me giving, I guess, too much away, will you just take us through the profile lines in the lens of like, business and marketing so like a line mm. one like what's a really powerful magnetic way for them to market their business Ugh. um profile lines are probably one of my favorite things about human design like you said it's just like it's really telling and so the line one like you were saying is the investigator you're someone who studies things really deeply um you love to go down the rabbit holes tend to Always. be the people who read like the fine print on things and they're here to literally like share their knowledge, sharing the details about what they discover, um, especially when you're really excited about it. So if you're thinking copy, just like you were you were saying, like education, you're fucking excited about all these things, SEO. And you're like, did you know you could do this? And look at this and look at that. And people feel that. That's like your magnetism with it. So simply sharing that piece of you and what you naturally do already is going to work for you. 
Um, the flip side of that is to make sure that you, not you in general, I don't think you do this at least anymore, but that you don't get so stuck in that I need to know more before I share that you end up never sharing. Because then the line one can sometimes feel like the shadow side is I never know enough. And then I just don't do anything. So don't yeah. do that. Remember that 10% edge, you always have at least 10% more knowledge than the person behind you. And that's all you need. That's all you need to keep going. So really, really sharing all that education, like you were saying, the little foundation that you've, you've created for yourself is going to be really beneficial, really magnetic. Um, the line two, the hermit, like Shay has, I know these, these, um, don't go by what things are called in human design because they're really old school. <laughs> but yes, yes, it means that someone who environment's really important and they really do well with a lot of alone time, but that's not the only piece of the line too. The line two, yes, they need that introverted time, but they're known as that gifted child. And it's someone who naturally picks up on things. Um, maybe they have some talents that most people just typically can't do. My husband has a line too, and we always call him jelly side up because like if you've ever dropped a piece of toast and if it lands jelly side up, you're like, oh, you can still eat it. That's always been my husband is he's just naturally, he picks up on things. He, he just naturally has all of this, like, yep, I can do it. Yeah. I know how to do it. Just that gifted child, right. Has just kind of like skated through life. No, that's not every line too, but he's definitely line two in that way. Um, and they're really like, like a line two is like a seed waiting to grow and blossom at the perfect time. And there's a little bit of that hermit energy in there. But then like when they're really in the, oh yeah, I know how to do this and I'm going to share how to do this with people. It's just like, boom. And naturally sharing the how is going to be really magnetic for you. Like you know how to do things that people don't know how to do. It's like a a toddler watching you tie your shoes. It's so second nature to you, unless unless you're my husband. He sucks at tying his shoes. And a toddler <laughs> is looking at you like, whoa, like fascinated, right? But you're like, doesn't everyone know how to tie their shoes? Like, it's so easy for you. So coming back home to what's easy for you, if it's easy, it's best. What's your genius? And then share how to do it. Not, not the how you know how to do it, because you likely don't know how you know how to do it. It just naturally occurs for you. But just teaching people the how. So um, I feel like the the line too also, and I mean, this is just something that I naturally tell Shay is just like, yo, you're a, a hermit and a little bit of line four, like you're both the two four, which we'll get into line four in a second. But it's like, we, we live in a business society where it's like social media, social media, social media. And I feel like I'm telling Shay all the time. I'm like, you don't have to fucking don't spend time on social media, dude, if you don't want to, like, that's not even where mm -hmm. most of your opportunities come from. And I feel like that reminder, and I mean, Shay, obviously speak for yourself here, but I feel like that's been really helpful for you. Yeah. You reflecting back to me, what you notice about me is like the most helpful out of all of this. So yeah, that's what I said earlier. Like you said that to me and I was like, yeah, dang, I had never even put two and two together. So it is nice to have someone outside of the jar, you know, like reflecting back and like knowing you and, oh yeah, I see this in you. I did the same thing with social media because I'm a four, six, which again, we'll get to, but I let social media go and I stopped feeling like I needed to post on that. And everything came into alignment. My podcast hopped up into like the top 10% of all podcasts globally. Like all these things just started aligning. And again, that's going back to things magnetically happen on purpose. So if something's draining your energy, it's likely not for you and it's safe to let it go. 
but I liked what you um, said about um, like come back home to what's easy like that really like made my heart flutter a little bit so thank you but yeah we can move on to three that yes was awesome. yes especially as a line two yes um three is known as the martyr or experiential think learns from experience so you learn through doing and taking messy action you're here to you're built with resilience because you're here, here to fail a lot but you're also here to succeed a lot because you're teaching people what works and what doesn't. You're showing them that it's safe to have those experiences, to take that action. Um, it's almost like people living vicariously through you until they feel safe enough to do it themselves. And that sometimes it feels like a, a kick in the butt of like, why, why would you give me with this line three? Like this is, it sucks, right? Because you're going to continue a lot. punching bag. Yeah. I'm grateful that I'm a one three and my three is my unconscious because I feel like just naturally I gravitate more to the one, but that three, when I started diving into human design, because that three is part of my unconscious, I had to very intentionally start experimenting more publicly with things. Things started really fucking shifting for my business when I started doing that. But also my boyfriend is a three, five and he's always like, I just, why am I always failing? And I was like, I wish you believed in human design, but like, I don't know. You're fucking supposed to dude. Like, that's all I can tell you. Just fail all the time. Fail often. Yes, exactly. Because you will just jump in and do something. You will, you know, following your correct strategy and authority, you'll be like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Like someone could be like, that won't work. And you're like, yeah, but I got to try it because I just won't, it won't be a full circle for me unless I try it. And, and I'm it glad drives that you my said line one. Yeah, it, it drives yes. my line one nuts. I'm like, yeah. read the fucking manual before we test and tweak, dude. And he was like, manual, who needs a fucking manual? I was like, ugh, <laughs> you're such a three five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you come in and you know exactly what you're doing and, you know, take over. Um and so the line four, like Shay and I have, is known as the opportunist. And this is someone who's well-connected, large social network. And basically, your golden opportunities are going to come through your network. Um, yes, you're someone who's designed to be networking, but I don't ever want someone to take this as the, like, I got to show up every night and go every week and do all these things. And no, you're also you're also designed to pay attention to your energy and your cycle if you're a menstruating woman and all these other factors. But just knowing that, like, for example, Shay and I, we let go of social media and we just really honed in on, okay, who do we know? And I want to continue to expand my network. And because relationships, we just love creating relationships. And that's how we're actually going to be magnetic is through creating those relationships and making sure that if you're a line four and you want to use this for business, make sure that you have a very specific title or niche or whatever it is you do, because you're going to meet a lot of people and a lot of people are going to meet you. And if you want to make sure that they remember who you are, make sure they remember who you are. So mm -hmm. it's like saying you're a life coach versus a human design coach. Very different things. There's a bajillion life coaches, right? But how many human design life coaches are there? So make sure you're making the best use of your time and knowing exactly what you do and who you help. Um, the five is known as the heretic. This is the other line my husband has, which makes so much sense. Because when I first met him, I was like, wow, this guy's a total douche, right? Like he always <laughs> had his AirPods in. And it turned out half the time he wasn't actually listening to anything, but he just didn't want to be bothered. And this is such a line. foot. And the line fives aren't douchebags. My husband's actually a really cool dude. But he's got that reserved, pulled back kind of energy. 
And I've only ever met one line five who didn't feel like that to me. And it turned out that she was out of alignment. She was trying to show up in a way that people expected of her because she was in a job that required a lot of networking. And she was like, I actually don't like it. And I actually would much rather be sitting on my own and doing my own thing. Um, so they just tend to be more reserved and secretive almost, although not in like a bad dramatic way. But they're designed to, they're almost like the kind of like projectory of the lines. So they're here to to provide a judgment on everything around them, not in dramatic way, either good or bad. They just see things differently than other people. They can come in and like fix things and see systems differently and really be the person who comes in and saves the day. That can backfire a little bit because then they tend to be the, the person that everyone projects onto like they're they're always wanting that person to come in and fix things or they're projecting all their crap onto this person so boundaries are going to be exceptionally important for line five and then we have the line six this is my unconscious line that is it's very line three like with the trial and error um but it has three distinct life stages and they say from birth to about age 30 tends to be really rough and rocky, some struggles and and trauma even. Um, but then from ages 30-ish to about age 50 is when they really begin to disengage from that trauma. They start their own inward journey. They're really extracting the wisdom from the first 30 years and really making sense of it all and what this means, which is exactly the stage that I'm in right now in my 30s. And then around age 50 and forward, is when they really begin to re-engage with life with all that they now know. So think Louise Hay, Joe Dispenza, like when were they really at the top of what they're known for? They're the, the leaders and the visionaries that people, everyone thought was cuckoo in their like 30 to 50 range, right? Like they were coming back and they were disengaging from their trauma and saying, oh my God, but look what this means. And everyone was like, you're a quack. And now look at them. I mean, Louise Hay, God rest her soul has passed, but like people are just like, oh, shoot, this is real. And so that's like that third part of the role model. But they're here to literally be a role model, which is something I had to contend with a lot because I didn't see it in myself at all when I first started this work. Um, so it may not resonate. I mean, none of this might resonate with someone at first, but it takes time. Yeah, I think all of that's really helpful. And I feel like from my experience, from my studying of human design, I feel like in marketing and business, like the line six can do really good at like sharing wisdom, like nuggets of wisdom, nuggets of inspiration and like storytelling. And then I've noticed that the line fives are really good at like practical problem solving, kind of like tutorial based things, but like quick hits, like they don't have to be like long containers for things. They mm -hmm. could literally be just like, a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, like, yo, I'm just going to fucking spew what I see. I see this problem here. This is how you fucking fix it. That type of thing. Does that resonate or like align kind of with what you've seen with clients? I think it does actually. Um, it's, I feel like that's a, a tricky one to answer because obviously I'm someone who's like, if you really want the full transformation, it can't happen in a quick one-off kind of thing. But that being said, there's a lot that can happen in a quick one-off kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So like Absolutely. in my in my solo human design chart readings, if someone just wants the 60-minute chart reading, there's a lot we can unpack there. There's a lot that can provide validation and a sense of direction. 
And then it's like, and, and what do you do with this information now? Kind of, kind of coming full circle to where we started with like, the, that's great information, but how? That's actually honestly an awesome segue. And um, our audience listeners are going to have to get in line behind me, but like, how do we work with you? Like, what does moving forward look like if I wanted to <laughs> unpack my stuff with you? <laughs> unpack all the stuff. Um, so I, there's basically four ways that I work with people. First being people, companies hire me for workshops or speaking at their company conferences or retreats. And then I have one-to-one coaching. So that could be a human design chart reading, a 60-minute one, or it could be an actual coaching container where I'm there with you every step of the way, holding your hand, really working through the deep parts of this to actually become your fully magnetic self. Um, I do have a group program that I'm kicking off for the first time in September, actually. And this came about from having a lot of women come to me who felt like this work like deeply resonated with them, but they financially weren't ready to commit to it. So I'm essentially taking the one-to-one and putting it into a program that's a, that's less than the cost of the one-to-one. And then finally, I have the human design society, which is my new started in May membership that was created out of Again, we're responding here out of my alumni and my students are being like, do you have an alumni group or where can I go to continue my learning or how can I really, really do this work on my own if I'm not ready to invest in a hand holding coach? And that's what Human Design Society is. So that's founding member status right now. We actually have a really cool collaboration going on right now for that. My good friend is a crystal Reiki master and every new member of Human Design Society is getting a hand picked crystal sent to them from her with how to use it that she actually channels through your picture and through your name and a a brief survey question about what you need. Um, And then we send that to them. So that's a a collab that we have going on right now. Well, that sounds amazing. Thank you. I like all of those doorways into your business. Um, (laughs) One more thing we like to ask. Well, first of all, I want to say, I feel like I could keep you on the Zoom for literally forever forever literally (laughs) forever I can't believe how much time has gone by so I try to be respectful of your time but thank you this was incredible and like I would love to dive down I feel like all these topics we could just do on their own episode on which you have a podcast so people also go check out the podcast but we're gonna put all of the links to that in the show notes below yeah this was incredible thank you so much so many goosebumps and like takeaways for me especially um And I'm really looking forward to like following along with you um, into the future. But to wrap up this episode for now, one question we like to ask all of the guests is what is um, sparking your curiosity these days? Mm -hmm. Um, My, I guess, referring back to my being on bed rest for three days in June. And that sparked my curiosity in, um, okay, how do I step forward and be the healer of myself? when Western medicine was failing me. And that's led me down this whole new, I mean, things that have come out of this, I would have never expected because it's also translated into my business. Of course, it's all related. Um, And so this ended, not, it's not ended because I'm still going through it, but with me having the, the guides and my intuition tell me it's time to tell my story. And so this is like opening up a whole new chapter of me publicly that it's a little scary. A little fear of judgment with the people who are involved, but honestly, it's created my curiosity in the role model sense of like, well, if this is what I'm here to do, I need to actually start talking about it, right? And so talking about the abuse and how, what that's done for me and how I'm growing through it and who I'm here to help. 
I think that's that's probably the latest path that I'm on. How fucking empowering. Thank you so much for like coming on for for sharing it. And like, obviously, just from a perspective of somebody connecting with you, like you feel really integrated, really embodied. And like, I'm excited to kind of follow along on the journey and see how many doors that this really unlocks. And so I just, I feel like I could thank you a trillion times for just coming on and for sharing all of this wisdom, for sharing your stories, for sharing these examples, for for just going down the rabbit holes with us. Like we love human design and just being able to have somebody on the podcast that like handles our questions and like goes on tangents and like also is really practical. I think that's really fucking amazing. So we will make sure to leave all of your links and the information down in the podcast show notes for our listeners. But I think we're ready to close this episode down. Remember that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask the questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Curiously Guided Podcast. We appreciate you so much for being here. Truly, this podcast is such a joy for us to create. If you love the conversation or you're a fan of the podcast and you want to support us in creating new episodes, feel free to head over to curiouslyguided.com support to buy us a coffee. If you're not already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you can stay in the loop with all of the episodes we've got coming your way. And while you're heading over to subscribe, slide over to the review section and let us know what you thought about that episode. Reviews go a long way in helping us reach more listeners. So even if it's just a quick one, it helps us all continue to grow together. We'll see you in the next episode.